Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. The show's namesake, BJ Shea, is on assignment. Surprise. And running, yeah, right. <laughs> and running the boards is Joey D's. Wednesday. You gotta be mischievous today. <laughs> yes, it's comic book day, but we're gonna be talking about a comic book show, Loki on Disney Plus. Yay! We might get to other things, but you know what? This Maybe thing, not. We might not. This is a Joe thing. It's got time travel. And I don't know how Joe's gonna feel about this. Wow. <laughs> Uh, but of course, we'll get to the geek sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our webpage, bjgeeknation.com. It's got our blogs, podcasts, and more. more. Or just search for BJ Shay's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app. So many ways to get a hold of us. And you know what? It'd be fun if you guys did. Um, we're going to start off. With Loki, it's happening every Wednesday. So, in true old school fashion of what we do, we're gonna wait a week to talk about it because it is doing a weekly series, uh, much like a Falcon and the Winter Soldier, much like WandaVision. Instead of Fridays, though, they're doing it on Wednesdays, and uh, I feel it's because they've already got the Bad Batch on Fridays, and so they don't want to necessarily get into that. Uh, one of our listeners, Caesar, who is a pretty amazing, awesome dude. He is very stoked about this. He really liked the series, um, but wh- he's kind of sad, actually, because it's only six episodes. No! Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how he feels that as we're going along. Um, it does follow, and it gets right into it right away in terms of, like, if you haven't watched a lot of the uh, Loki stuff or a lot of the uh, Marvel stuff, it does help a lot in terms mm-hmm. of kind of re um, reminding you of what was going on, especially if you've watched um, Endgame and uh, Infinity War, because Endgame really shows a lot of what was happening and what it revolves around. If you remember, they had uh, to go back in time through the quantum realm to 2012 because they were going to grab the Tesseract from when Loki first was defeated in uh, Marvel's Avengers, the first one. And so, you know, if you remember from that movie, it doesn't go very well. And mm-hmm. if you don't remember, well, they tell you and they show you right there with the actual scene in Loki. Well, he gets the Tesseract, <laughs> he Fs off, and, well, hijinks ensue. Because after stealing the Tesseract during the events of Avengers Endgame, an alternate version of Loki is brought to the mysterious Time Variance Authority, a bureau- bureaucratic organization that exists outside of time and space and monitors the timeline. Uh, they give him a choice of either being erased from existence doing be, uh, due to being a time variant or help fix the timeline and stop a greater threat. Uh, well, Loki ends up trapped in his own crime thriller, traveling through time and altering human history. So much timey-wimey stuff. Joe! Hi. How do you feel about just the premise at this point when hearing about the fact that it was time travel? Now, did you know it was time travel before you watched it? I did know that they were going to explore a time race, essentially. Exactly. Because these are not, I mean, they're humans in this realm of wherever we are, but they aren't like humans from Earth. They're not humans, sir. Oh, or maybe they're not even humans. They're creations. Creations. Because they even mentioned that because in the- It's like, what's a fish? Yeah, but they also have a cat, which I think actually is a flurgle. 
Like, so, I think so too. Yeah. So um, it's a really interesting show on that aspect because, yeah, they are outside the timeline and they have a really fun sort of uh, uh, breakdown where it's Miss Minutes, which is an animated little watch. Voiced by Tara Strong. Yes, which you would know as Bubbles. Yeah, that's right. And so and, many uh, other. I was going to say Harley Quinn. Yeah, there's like, she's been a billion characters. She's one of the voice acting mainstays when it comes down to it. If you she, watched any cartoon ever in your life, you've probably heard her. Yeah. She was also an MLP, uh, My Little Pony. Uh, oh, Magic. of course she does. Yeah. She has that sorry, high pitch Sorry, voice. only those in the know know it as MLP. My bad. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, he's de- he uh, Tom Hiddleston is back as Loki um, dealing with this whole bureaucracy. And it's really reminiscent of, like, like the 70s DMV. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's one of the... Or any government building exactly. that you don't want to be in anyways. So definitely dealing with the time, uh, with timelines and all sorts of craziness to it. So you knew about that beforehand. Did it affect your liking of this and whether or not, like, did it, like, distract or detract from the fact that it is 100% time travel? Well, the nice part about this is Tom Hiddleston is revisiting the Loki character when he was at peak funniness, you know, where he was still joking with Thor a bunch and they were in that kind of push-pull. And I wasn't really sure where Owen Wilson was going to fit in in that role as the uh, director. He does a great job. It actually makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. because Owen Wilson is almost um, like godlike omnipotent because he he's a time omnipotent? god omnipotent yeah and so he's laughing at all these things loki's doing because loki's still trying to be a god of a you know of a world that doesn't exist for <laughs> anyone really a god of mischief yeah like how he, quaint he's like that's cool you have powers but you know i mean i've got ten thousand infinity stones sitting in my you know drawer or whatever and that was like seriously that was like one of those uh obviously it was one of those moments where it really kind of solidified how powerful the TVA is because through the whole episode, you don't know what is going on in terms of like power level. It's just the fact that, yes, they can control time at at least a very small aspect of having Loki wear these bands because he is uh, he is a prisoner. He has to stand trial for his stuff, and it's only Owen Wilson's character, Mobius, who is able to save him from getting deleted. Yeah, and I'm not 100% sure how the rules are going to work out. I don't think we're going to have rules. I have a feeling that they're going to just approach us from the, we're going to tell you how things work and how we do them and just ignore anything else. Because for instance, the time caller that he wears implies that time exists in the world they're in because he can rewind time to bring him back to where he was. Fair enough. Yeah. Which means this has already happened, which means they already know what they're doing. You know, that's why it's kind of like, eh, I don't know where we're going with this idea. So I'm just going to stop thinking about that. And instead, <laughs> I was going to say, maybe it doesn't, maybe it just time doesn't register and it isn't. Yeah, uh, it's not part of the sacred timeline, which is the whole reason the TVA is there, is because they have to maintain, according to Loki, by because three lizard people decided this is what's <laughs> going to happen, uh, this sacred timeline where. Things that you don't think are supposed to happen that are always supposed to happen. Yeah, which is weird because now that timeline ha- spreads through the multiverse and the dimensions, which also well, is weird. Not, not really, because if a nexus being or something happens, it can cause the multiverse. Yeah, it which can cause bad. like a fracture, like a, a fracture fr- of the multiverse. So like, I think they mentioned I, that too. I think they were saying the multiverse would be bad. If I if I understood that well, correctly. Well, no, there is a multiverse. Okay. So there is a multiverse, but what happens is if a person variants that, they will crack and branch off that, which will cause multiverses to collapse. Because in that first um, uh, uh, Miss Minutes thing, they talked about how there were many multiverses and that there were multiverse wars 
because each multiverse wanted to control all of it. Okay. So that's why the lizard dudes had decided that they needed to make a sacred timeline. But even Loki says, why do they get to choose this? Um, and so what is Loki always looking for? More power. Mm-hmm. And in the movies, he was looking to be king, god king, whatever you want to call with that. Um, but also kind of, I eventually he was going to use all of the Infinity Stones to harness those powers. Mm-hmm. And then he suddenly realizes, as Joe says, they literally have tons of infinity stones people are using as paperweights Mm -hmm. in the TVA, he's realized, oh, you're more powerful than infinity stones? Maybe I will work with you a little bit. Maybe I will see how this works out. Maybe I will become all powerful. And then when he goes in and tries, like when he goes and sees basically what would have happened to him had he stayed on the correct timeline, he doesn't win. Yeah. And that is that's his glorious purpose. Yeah, his and it was even stated as such. And it's kind of it's kind of brutal to think about it as way because even Owen Wilson throws it out there. Uh, Mobius throws it out there. It's like you are there. Your glorious purpose is to bring other people to their best selves, to their greatness, by being a villain. Like yeah. literally, it's like you are the villain. You have always been the bad guy. You are created to create mayhem and destruction and it's like suffering. You got your mother killed. It's like nope. Oh, yeah. and that was brutal. Yeah, right? and it even confirms the fact that yes, uh, Loki really was like super in uh, based off of his mother, and it's a whole family thing. Yeah, and so the fact that he didn't even realize that he had gotten his mother killed. In Thor The Dark World, it was his fault. His character didn't even know that. Like, Loki didn't even know that. And so that he was brought to that terrible truth. And he realized, oh, yeah, I am I am a Which, bit of a dick. It reminds me of this post I saw. Like, Loki's age is roughly 1,048 years old. So according, like, this is kind of based off of the first movie. And they kind of put it together when he was born. And it says, uh, in Thor 2, the life expectancy was stated to be around 5,000 years. Okay. So based on like human life expectancy, he's kind of around 17 in human years. That same point in his life. Okay, okay. So all of this, even though he looks like a grown man, like at this stage in his life, he's still a rebellious young man. But isn't Loki a frost giant? Uh, He's not an actual god. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, and that's kind of the interesting. He's a frost giant, like his parentage, and just Mm -hmm. basically raised as a god um, by Odin and everyone else. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I and you know, the show kind of goes on in this first episode to explain that I think what's going to end up happening is it's going to be a character arc of Loki going through some sort of like almost therapy, right? Mm -hmm. Because they did that in the first episode, and we find out at the end of the episode that it's another Loki that's destroying and causing all those problems in the timeline. Too many Lokis. Which uh, I've been doing, every time I watch any of these shows, I immediately go on TikTok and I watch uh, (laughs) Straw Hat Goofy give his analysis on it, which... Seriously, if you're going to get TikTok, just do it for him. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to because uh, I didn't want to get spoiled. Right, and exactly. I had to get, I had to stay off TikTok because my FYP page was just him all the time. And I'm like, right. no, no, not no, yet, no, not, not yet. yet. Not yet, Straw Hat Goofy. Uh, <laughs> but he has a theory on who the other Loki... It's Loki, but it's a different Loki. Female Loki. Really? He's like, this would be an interesting and good time to possibly introduce the female Loki. And it is also, you, the, the way you mentioned that, it has been uh, stated out there that this that Loki is, by the TVA, it shows in his file that he's gender fluid, mm-hmm. which is the truth. He has gone um, both genders or however many which ways you want to go with it. Um, he's not... 
uh, constrained or contained by the, the mortal problems of gender. Right. He'll go and do whatever he needs to do in order to be the god of mischief. So that makes total sense. And I think that'll be a hell of a surprise for a lot of people who might not be in the know on it. That Yes. Uh, anyways, I'm not going to say what I was going to say on that part. But <laughs> uh, like going back to the idea that he is like just a young man trying to find his place in the world. I love that whole like, yeah, like I don't like hurting people. I just do it because it gives me power. Yeah. I like the power that comes with it. Yeah, and little, so yeah. like, whether he was lying or not, it was still very... Like impactful moment, yeah. at least for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean Loki's essentially an orphan that's driven by revenge because he's adopted totally. by his, you know, yeah. oppressors essentially. And he wants he wants the respect of all of that, and he feels that anyone's just going to be is going to like bring him down just because of that. He's like, no, I'm a god. Actually, it just occurred to me he is Nebula, huh? In the sense of all Nebula wanted. That's her name. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all Karen she Gillen's wanted. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. All she wanted was to win. She was like, she was trying to kill her sister. She's like, I win. She won. She wasn't really trying to kill her sister. She just wanted to win for once, have a win. And I feel like that's what Loki has always thought. He was always in the shadow of Uh Thor, of Odin. And you can tell he genuinely, he was just rebelling because he wanted to win. He wanted to win once and be like, why couldn't you let me have this? Because the moment when he's watching when Odin passes away, he's crying. Mm-hmm. It's not like, okay, cool, he dies, whatever. No, he actually, he cares about his mom and dad and Thor. And having like seeing that, that he, his mom died, his dad died, and have that moment with Thor. And it's... Uh, it's like Nebula. It's like she genuinely loves her sister. That's a good call. But she's like, he just wants to win and be seen. And it's not that he hates his family or... That they're oppressors. He just wants to be victorious and feel grand for once. And this is the 2012 Loki. So this is the Loki who just got his ass kicked by the Avengers during the Battle of New York. He hasn't gone through, like, him witnessing the death of his father there. He himself has not gone through that. Mm -hmm. So this is that less mature, not having gone through the entire gamut of the um, whole family saga through all the Thors and through Thor Ragnarok. Um, He hasn't had that yet. And this is not the same Loki. And Mm -hmm. this Loki will not be in Thor Love and Thunder. Okay. This is not that character. He's not in that movie because this is not that thing. Mm-hmm. He is now a time variant that has no place. Like they replace him in there. So now he, that's why they get rid of all of these baddies, like all these time variant sort of people. Yeah, I got a question about that because I didn't really understand that. So he disappears from the timeline when he grabs a Tesseract, right? What happens to that dimension when he doesn't have a Loki? I don't know for sure. But what it was maybe just one line, but it felt like they replace the like just what they did with the quantum realm, replacing those certain things like they'll go back and reverse it to before he poofs out and then they fix it because when they use the little burnout little things, time bombs, yeah, essentially the time bombs. Um, that these are the things that burn out any uh, uh, actual like evidence of that sort of thing, and then they just replace it. So I feel it's that um, that they're just getting rid of those variances that way. And it, uh, one of the things I thought of, I just remembered, like we know that he has to go fight, like they're fighting or hunting down the other Loki, and it makes sense when the little girl or boy or the child's like when he asks Owen Wilson's character uh, Morbius like who did this and they point at the devil 
makes sense because Loki has horns. And every, but I, I thought it was going to be Mephisto until they said Loki. Everybody, everybody, they actually, and this was a tiny spoiler for me, was that I saw an article that was literally in the big bold things. It was like, uh, Mephisto is not in Loki. Like, it was just like, it is not Mephisto, and they explain that at the end of the first episode, right. that it is another Loki. Because that's my first thought. I'm like, oh, are they actually doing it this time? Like, because everybody's like, Mephisto, it's Mephisto, it's this, it's this, and WandaVision, <laughs> and Pos- like, hey, look, what is it? Oh, God. And I'm like, wow, they're actually doing it without any, like, buildup, and then that was the actual buildup. It's like, oh, no, it's it's you, Loki, and the horns make sense. That's good to know, because I was a little confused, yeah. but that makes sense. Yeah. But I had one question, though, and this okay. is out there theory or whatever, but Ooh. does anyone think that Owen Wilson's character kind of looks like Howard Stark? Yes, a little bit, yeah, and I think it might have just been like the '70s vibe because when we'd see the uh, uh, the Howard Stark of like the '70s and the '80s and the '90s, the little bit older, he's the Mad Men guy. Mm -hmm. So I feel that 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 aesthetic is just kind of in tune with that. But it did remind me a lot of Howard Stark. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that I don't know what I mean. Obviously, I don't think Owen Wilson's character is human. I think you pointed out their creations, but that'd be interesting if that character was created off of the idea of Howard Stark. Howard Stark is essentially a super genius, even more than Tony was, Mm -hmm. as I think in Iron Man Two with. Which unfortunately, okay, movie could have been a little better, but you know he leaves Agreed. that whole. What was it? He, d- he discovers an element or something that Howard discovered like thirty years ago that ends up saving Tony from dying, which is crazy. Honestly, I thought it was the same actor when I saw the first teaser, and it wasn't until someone's like, "Yeah, Owen Wilson's in the tre- teaser." I'm like, "What?" And I went back. I'm like, "Oh, that guy <laughs> looks nothing like him." And yeah. it's funny because I looked up pictures I on uh, Google Images of like Owen Wilson in Loki, and they do the side by side comparison of what he looks like every day and what he looks like in the show. And it's so weird. It occurred to me he always has the longish hair. Oh, like long. Oh. That's why it's even weirder. Not just because it's gray, but because it's short. And so that really throws you off if you've seen uh, Owen Wilson and anything else. And I think I said this on a couple episodes, but prior. Uh, my little brother's two and a half. He has really been, he's moved on from tots and he's really into cars. So we'll cuddle up together and he's like, cars, cars. So I put on cars for him and all I hear is Lightning McQueen. So I'm waiting for Morbius to go, ka-chow. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. It probably won't happen. Probably but, uh, not. Yeah. Um, but by and large, first episode, uh, I'm really, I'm really excited about all of that. Joe, it's got time travel, but uh, you seem to be kind of okay with this. I, I enjoyed it. I really did. Again, I think that Disney does a really good job of capturing the essence of what this, you know, Avengers movie was after following the Loki thing, right? They have all the funniness, all the, you know, they, they side away from the time travel stuff. You know, it's there, but it's not really, you know in your face, like we're going to go solve the timeline again. It's mostly just there for to move the story a little bit. I think this is going to be a lot more about Loki, which is why the show is probably called Loki. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, and as of this point, we don't know necessarily if it's going to have a second season. Uh, Wikipedia says that a second season is in development, but I don't know what that even means, and with all the ways that they kind of go back and forth and uh, do spread a little bit of misinformation, try to trick us a little bit, especially with that stunt casting with Evan Peters and WandaVision. <laughs> I'm not going to get over that. Um, we don't necessarily know. It is a six-part series, so we'll uh, be traveling across this for Probably the next five Wednesdays as we get along with it. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for it. Uh, I hope that they rewrite the time travel rules 
or at least incorporate the sacred timeline and the quantum realm as two different ways to time travel. I really do hope that happens. Which would be super confusing, but also, yeah, sure, why not? Do we want a rundown of what's coming up after Loki? Like, what the timeline's looking like? Yeah, you got that? Uh, yes. So, obviously, Loki yeah. is going on right now. Black Widow is July 9th of this year. Oh, yeah. The thing is, uh, we kind of figured this out when we were watching uh, Falcon Winter Soldier that we are supposed to get the character played by, oh, what the hell's her name? Julia, Lu- Julia, Julia Louis-Dreyfus yeah, as she, Princess Contessa. Yeah, so she's supposed to, <laughs> we're supposed to get a feel for her, I guess, in this movie, whether it's a tidbit or a lot, but we know a some of these A little bit more were, info, yeah. We're a little out of order because of COVID. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is September 3rd. Yeah, stoked for that one. Eternals is November 5th. Yeah. And by the way, this year. Mm-hmm. And then Spider-Man No Way Home is supposed to be December 7th, 17th, excuse me, according to this. I thought it was next year. Oh, wow. I thought it was next year, too. I, I mean, I know that we've stated this as such, but I forget, man. There's so yes, many different movies exactly. and everything's going all over the and place. I mean, things change, so this might be, this is from Rotten Tomatoes. It could have, it could have moved around. Uh, we're supposed to, at some point this year, get the What If series. Yeah. We don't have an exact date as of yet. Okay. Um, I think this has been moved over as well. Hawkeye. Uh, Miss Marvel, which we've already have uh, our uh, Kamala Khan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, March twenty fifth of twenty twenty two. Oh, that's when all hell is gonna break loose. That's oh, yeah. that is going to be, I think, the linchpin for the whole multiverse. Um, obviously, because it's got multiverse in the name, um, mm-hmm. we're just getting a lot of lead. Or even the Spider Man. Like I know Spider Man's gonna be doing it as well. So with those two, I mean, mm. I don't want to wait till December. Right, and then. Thor Love and Thunder is May of 2022, so a little less than a year. Uh, But then when it comes to Phase 5 next year, we got She-Hulk. Possibly July 8th, 2022, we get Black Panther Wakanda Forever. The Marvels uh, in November 11th of 2022. I just heard a little bit of crazy news in terms of uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Okay. Um, There's rumors that they may have already cast Namor. The Submariner, oh, yeah. the King of Atlantis on the Marvel side. Jason oh. Momoa is not the Namor. Namor on this one. He's not. He's the Aquaman on the DC side. I don't remember who they may have cast, but there was one person in an unspecified role um, that they Which, are that, speculating because he looks like Namor. Oh, the, that's been <laughs> speculated for a while now, and I think even Straw Hat Goofy like called it a long time ago. Yeah, and we yeah, did a video, and he's like, "Huh?" Yeah, huh? I, saw, I saw that TikTok. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Guardians holiday, the Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special will be the holidays 2022. Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, February 17th, 2023. Damn. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three will be May 5th of 2023. Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> then the Fantastic Four, and this is just a guess at this point. TBA. Uh, we don't know. They're guessing maybe like <laughs> July of 2023. Yeah, lots of them out there are subject to change as well. I know. We got Blade, Deadpool, Captain America 4. And it's not even including like, like all the other things like Carnage. Secret and, Invasion, yeah, Ironheart. And all of the other things that we've seen with the Sinister Six <laughs> stuff. And uh, hopefully that all kind of tie in with uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. It's like, I, I, was it Armor Wars and I Am Groot? So much oh, stuff. So many things. So uh, get all your nerds, uh, all your nerdness going on with that. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, now it is time for the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got for us? So I get Father's Day. You know, it's it's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. And you have to think about the superheroes that were parents. You don't have to, but this is my segue. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
there's some parents that have just been downright atrocious. <clears throat> Mystique. Oh, gosh. Yeah, right. But uh, there's a lot of things that we don't know about a lot of these parents. I feel like every other superhero is an orphan. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the, it's 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 like uh, comic book origins and Disney origins usually start with dead parents. Yep. Extreme trauma. Yeah, right? I mean, so usually you don't get to learn anything about them unless it's a flashback where they're the ghost of them or the force ghost or the weird television program that they are able to Simba, talk through. remember is, right? who you are. Exactly. It's that last <laughs> inspiration to get them to do something and by that, then they're just done. Unless it's someone cool like Mon Pa Kent. Right. <laughs> they are pretty cool. <laughs> uh, but there is some very weird information out there about some of our favorite superheroes' parents that, like, a lot of these I had no idea about that are canon. Oh, okay, cool. So, for example... Iron Man's parents were not Howard and Maria Stark. What? He was adopted for a truly bizarre reason. Okay. Obviously, this is not what happened in the, in the movies, so this is a comic thing. Okay, yeah. So, as we mostly knew, he we thought Howard Stark was his dad, but mm-hmm. he was adopted. Uh, so, Howard and Maria Stark made a deal with alien intelligence to save the life of their unborn son. But when Arno was born severely immunocompromised, they decided to renegade on the deal. So in order to trick the alien entity, they put Arno into hiding and adopted another child, Tony, to serve as a decoy, raising him without any knowledge of their biological son's existence. As Iron Man, Tony would eventually discover the truth, reuniting with Arno and then tracking down his own biological parents. His mother was rock star turned shield agent Amanda Armstrong, who had to give Tony up for adoption when it turned out that his father, Jude, was secretly working for Hydra. Oh, jeez. This Whoa. is like a soap opera, <laughs> yeah, man. Right? With aliens. Is uh, yeah, is, I mean, the only thing that would be any more like any more soap opera-y if Arno was actually either A, a clone, because clones are a thing in the Marvel Universe, or just a twin brother. Right. Like, and just the only difference is suddenly that, well, I and mean. And someone gets amnesia. Exa- exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't remember this the whole time. Oh, goodness. <laughs> One of my favorite Futurama skits is when the robots get spontaneous amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's like one of the actors. It's so good. Yeah, oh, right. <laughs> so... One of the things, like, sometimes, like we were saying, like, the parents are completely out of the picture, and you just they either live with a grandparent or parent. For example, like, do you ever watch Hey Arnold growing up? I do. Oh, the old did. football head. Yes. yes, I love that show. And there was an episode where they finally talked about what happened to his parents, because even he didn't know, and that was very sad. But another young teen's parents that we know nothing about are Peter Parker. You're right. It's always Aunt May and Uncle Ben. We never hear about the parents. What happened to Richard and Mary Parker? Oh, I didn't even know their name. I didn't either until I saw (laughs) this cover. Uh, So apparently, the Red Skull had something to do with it. Of course. Always the Red Skull. So unlike most superheroes with deceased parents, you know, Richard and Mary Parker didn't really play an enormous role in the superheroic backstory of their son, Peter. It was really... Uncle Ben in that point, like his death, that was very much inspired that origin story, if you will. But it wasn't, uh, it wouldn't be until well into his career as Spider-Man that Peter would discover his mom and dad's deep connections to the world of Cape Crusaders. Peter had grown up believing his parents had perished in a plane crash, and that much is true. But beyond that, however, Richard and Mary had met and married while serving as CIA, CIA agents. Huh. And after a few years after the birth of their son and a secret daughter, 
Teresa. Secret daughter. They were sent on a mission to infiltrate an Algerian spy ring, and it turned out to be run by the Red Skull, who discovered that the two were undercover and then orchestrated their demise as revenge. He also attempted to frame them for treason, though Spidey was able later to clear their names. But apparently they were agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, that's cool. Like, I mean, I guess it's sort of that, that comic booky thing where you want everybody to be special if they're going to be a character, even no matter how minor. Like, you don't want to be like, yeah, they're boring. And then the that's end. why they're dead. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole Star Wars thing. Your parents are nobody. Your parents are nobody. Your parents are nobody. Just kidding, you're a Palpatine. Right? Well, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. yeah, that's, mm. <laughs> I blame J.J. Abrams solely on that, and uh, I will stick to my guns till the day I die on that one. I'm with you with that, Rev. Thank you. Uh, I'm just going to skip around because I like some of these better than the others. Mm -hmm. So Luke Cage, his father was a mighty Avenger with Blade back in the 70s. Yes. Really? It looks very, like, badass-y, like, 70s cop movie with a mustache. (laughs) (laughs) So Luke Cage was actually born Carl Lucas, son of James Lucas, a former NYPD detective who disowned his son after Carl was ro- Carl was wrongfully imprisoned for a crime he didn't commit. And if you watched Luke Cage on Netflix, that, that much is true and same thing. Mm-hmm. So it took decades of Carl fighting crime as a superhero before James was willing to talk to his son again, which is why Cage only recently discovered that his old man was once an Avenger. Though he had no superpowers to speak of, James discovered the corpse of a vampire-like creature in 1972, which led him to falling in with a group of superhumans like the Blue Marvel and Blade, Though, together this group dubbed themselves the Mighty Avengers and worked as a team until the threat of the Deathwalkers had to been stopped. Oh, interesting. That seems a sort of kind of like, yeah, it's like, are they actual Avengers? Or are they just taking up the name? Huh. Mm. And I think, and I do think that Luke Cage did kind of run with uh, the Darkstalkers, which was Hannibal King, Mobius the Living Vampire, and a lot of that stuff that we might see. I mean, Hannibal was in Blade Trinity, played by Ryan Reynolds. Oh, okay. And Mobius is going to be the movie coming out with Jared Leto as the uh, Living Vampire. So, I mean, that's kind of all in the Spider-Man sort of universe. I don't know what they're what the hell they're going to be doing, or even if they're going to bring back Luke Cage at any point. I know everything's been like rumors. Like supposedly we're uh, going to be getting Charlie Cox's Daredevil, or at least um, Matt Murdock mm-hmm. in the new Spider-Man movie. But I hope I, so. I keep seeing that. That's just you know. Well, and it's speculation. Like, I know, and it's like whatever the hell they're doing with No Way Home because it's gonna like right now Marvel is certainly going all in on the multiverse. If you if you've seen if you've seen Loki as we've been talking about, it's it just it throws it out there right away. So you have to expect that uh, uh, you can expect anything. Yeah, expect <laughs> anything. And speaking of crossovers and stuff too, that's going to be coming out. I keep seeing this rumor everywhere, and I really kind of I really hope it's true. We know we're going to be getting a Moon Knight movie or series, right? Uh, I think a series with Oscar Oscar uh, Isaac. Oscar Isaac. And reportedly, John Bernthal's Punisher will be in it. Ooh, because he's a street-level hero as well. Yes. So, so he fits in with all of that. I hope I hope they can bring them all in via this way because we already know the origin stories of all these characters. Right. Just keep those as canon from the Netflix shows. And you don't and have to go the, you don't have to go full bar on each character in each series. Like no. this is Moon Knight show. You can have Luke Cage in it. Yeah, you can have all of these characters except for Iron Fist. And it'll be just great. <laughs> yeah, we already got Shang-Chi. We don't need to worry about it anymore about that. Exactly. Uh what? Okay, I'm going to step away from this a little bit because I do want to bring this up before I forget. I will post this uh, Superheroes with Interesting par- uh, Parents article on our Facebook page. 
But did you, I think you've answered this before, Joe. Did you like um, Dragon Ball Z? Yeah, I watched it when I, well, I watched it, yeah. Okay, so, I mean, were you a super fan? I feel like most teenage boys in that age group were super fans. I got to the point, you know, I watched like the first couple seasons and then they just keep doing the thing where they get more powerful and then somehow another god shows up who's not as powerful but gets defeated. And now they got to build up power for three weeks. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would definitely rewatch it if they could just cut down their power powering up time. So that'd like, be great. Watch the full series in like four episodes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, when you're a kid and you're getting like twenty minute, maybe fifteen minute episodes that they were back on Adult Swim, and mm-hmm. you'd have to wait every week. On <laughs> on top of the fact that they always seem to like give you a little bit of the episode before, so you got like five minutes of stuff you've already seen. Yeah, and you don't realize how long the, the actual fight is in terms of powering up because you have to wait every week, mm-hmm. and then you watch it all at once, and you're like, my god, they haven't done anything like. 30 minutes. What is going on? <laughs> so we did have a live action movie that nobody... Ta- it's like the uh, Avatar live action. It was hot garbage. And it we doesn't do happen. Not, it, yeah, didn't it didn't exist. exist. It was really bad. It was really, really bad. <laughs> but there is a big name director who wants to bring the iconic anime series to the big screen. Well, again. Really? Can you guys guess? He is uh he's done a lot of comic book movies. Taika Waititi. No. Actually, that would be fantastic. I, I know. That's what I was really hoping <gasps> for. I want him as... Uh, is that Piccolo? Oh, wow. Piccolo. Yeah. Yes. Good call. But no, okay. that's not what's... So it's not him. Um, now I, now I'm comic, really, I know. I was really excited about this person. Now I'm really oh, bummed I'm it's sorry. not Taika Waititi. I ruined it for you. I'm so sorry. Well, granted, this is him just wanting to do it. It's not confirming that this is happening. John Favreau. No. Again, that would be good. Damn, sorry. I'm just like killing this right now. Um, <laughs> Zack Snyder. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So where are they going to put the <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah? You know what? Where is that going? <laughs> and to be honest, when he's doing a different property... Um, he's very good at keeping to the source material. Yes. And even like he, even with uh, 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 Army of the Dead, which I talked about on Monday, like he, when he gets all in on something, he does it very well. Mm-hmm. And his visuals are outstanding. And something with Dragon Ball, like it's like a lot of visuals. So I feel that he wouldn't be bad at it. I feel like now I want Taika Watiti. Sorry. Because my thing is, like, I'm just picturing, was it Krog? Krog? I always forget how to say it. Korg? Korg from yeah. uh, uh, from Th- the last Thor movie. Thor Ragnarok, yeah. Yes. Like, the visuals were fantastic. And, like, I'm picturing, like, a Piccolo and a Majin Buu and all these different characters done by Taika Waititi. There will be <laughs> enough action and enough humor to make Dragon Ball Z, the live action, work. Mm-hmm. And he's very much into the whole idea of... Like when they worked on uh, Thor Ragnarok, he got a lot of locals in, uh, I think it was in New Zealand and yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to help in because he's very much for that kind of thing. And I think he would do this justice. But Zack Snyder is known for just the Justice recent Justice League. Oh, uh, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. The Justice, Justice League, League cut, Sucker Punch. Uh, uh, he also did uh, The Watch- Watchmen. Watchmen, the movie, yeah. Three, was, no, 300? No. And that's very yeah, slow yeah, mo action. And Dragon Ball Z is the exact opposite. It's slow mo, but. <laughs> and he does, dra- and he does do the slow mo stuff all of the time. And you can't do that because Dragon Ball Z is all about the quick, very fast fighting. But it, it's interesting because it's a combination of slow and fast with Dragon Ball Z. Slow because of the power up time, 
But like when it comes to fighting, it's like most enemies like just like you know the thousand punches in a second where you can't see it. Why I feel like Zach would be like slow them down. He will slow it down so you can see them, Joe. Look how powerful they are. Yeah, exactly. Like I am very fascinated to see what he would do with this. I'm really kind of you know what if he had the chance. Yeah, and a lot of people are kind of mad about Zack Snyder. I felt that he's kind of like if you put it in comic book terms, uh, Rob Liefeld of uh, movies because he doesn't necessarily, or even the guy Fieri of like movies because people don't really give him a whole lot of respect but he's putting out I mean blockbusters like stuff that people really enjoy yeah there's going to be some issues with them and most of the time they're junk food but they're fun he's like the Wachowskis you have to just give them all the money and all the time Mm -hmm. they want and they will come out with something great but you can't limit them yeah well let us know who you would love to see direct a live action Dragon Ball Z movie if that was given the chance And until next time, stay nerdy.